Hey, 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 everyone. Fraser Brooks here with the Network Marketing Ninja podcast, episode 17. So I'm really excited about this episode because I get to talk about one of my favorite topics in all of network marketing, and it actually applies out of network marketing too, and that's how to create a powerful culture. Now, the word culture is, you know, some people who like to hate call it, oh, it's a cult. Network marketing's a cult. They're brainwashing you. And I want to kind of eliminate that objection right away because because if you're someone who has an Android phone or an iPhone, which I'm going to assume is about 95% of the people watching or listen, sorry, listening to this podcast right now, then when the new iPhone comes out, when the new Galaxy comes out, when the new Android comes out, whatever it might be, you go buy it. That's a cult. Now, a cult is simply something that people are a part of and they, they listen to the leader of the cult. Steve Jobs was the leader of Apple. Now it's obviously someone else. The leader of your organization creates the culture. That's the cult. It's a good thing. It's an exciting thing. And here's the thing. When it comes to being brainwashed, if you have a shower to wash the the dirt on your body, why shouldn't you consume information that rubs and washes the dirt away from your brain? You have a body wash. Why not have a brainwash? I'm proud to be brainwashed because I'm one of the most positive people you will ever meet and everyone who's around me is also positive too and I hope the fact that you're listening to me right now, whether you're running, you're walking the dog, you're cleaning the dishes, you're in the car, you're commuting to work, whatever it might be, I hope you understand and appreciate that what we're doing right now is we are a part of the larger culture inside of network marketing and that is to become the most valuable people on the planet because we know the most. Why? Because we've listened and read more books than other people. We've watched and listened to other more podcasts and YouTube videos. We've done more than the average person has done so that we're more educated in development and personal development. All right, okay, I can go down a rabbit hole if I start talking about this because I flipping love it. So here we go. I have three steps to creating a basic culture. And if you can't do all three steps, then you're not creating the true culture. Okay, so step number one is you need to be able to laugh together. So we laugh together, we we kind of on a Zoom call or on a one-to-one, we meet up in person, whatever, we can laugh together. We can laugh over the phone, we can joke, we can do whatever it might be. Maybe it's laughing uh, about a joke, maybe it's laughing about an experience that happened to us, maybe it's making fun of each other, whatever it might be, that's all part of the culture. The second part is cry together. So whether we're crying of laughter, whether we're, 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 we're laughing so hard, we're, cry, we're crying, whether we hear something that's so exciting and it pleases us so much, it brings us to tears, maybe something sad happens, maybe something transformational, maybe something empowering, maybe something that hits you so strong that in the heart that you just, you're reduced down to tears in a good way or a bad way. Um, But those are the two steps. Now, can you do that online and offline? Yes, you could do that on a Zoom call if you hear the right story and you could do that in a room. The third step is one that a lot of you guys aren't doing. And the third step after laughter and after crying is hugging. Hugging, I know I've got an unusual accent, so hug, hug, right? (coughs) Sorry, excuse me. Hugging can only be done offline. You can't hug someone online. I mean, you can try, but like hugging a screen, they're going to see all you, you're going to, you know, the the camera lens is going to be in your earwax and all that sort of stuff. It's just not, it just doesn't work that way. It just doesn't work that way. So you've got to be able to laugh together, cry together and hug together. Those are my three kind of rules, my three steps to creating culture. And in order to really do that, you have to have 
an online culture and an offline culture that intertwines to create one big culture. So before I go into that, I'm just going to give a shout out to the subscriber of the week. Now, in order for you to be known and be featured as a subscriber of the week, all you have to do is subscribe to the podcast, leave me a five-star review and rating. Those that I like the most is the one who I pick as a subscriber of the week. Now, if you're not able to do that, then simply send us take a screenshot of the image that's on your device, your phone right now, and upload that onto Instagram or Facebook once you're done with this podcast. Tag me at Fraser Brooks online. Let me know what you like best and what you like most about this episode, and I will engage with those that I'm able to and give you a shout out in the next episode if you're a subscriber of the week. Okay, so subscribe of the week is Graham Perry. Graham says, "Be the best promoter of events." Fraser tells it how it. Fraser tells it how it is live and raw with rock solid belief. I've I've known this normal, talented, and sometimes shy guy for the past ten years, and it's great to see my team member, old and new, now benefiting from his methodologies. Dream big, follow him, or your journey on your journey, or get rock solid belief develop your teams promote events and reach your goals just pure admiration for everything he does oh graham i appreciate you bro so graham's a dear friend of mine uh i actually only just saw that he was a subscriber of the week this right now so big shout out to you graham hope you're enjoying this whilst you're going on your walks because i know you like a lengthy lengthy walk so appreciate you man all right here we go so let's talk about offline culture real quick so offline culture it's important for you to meet up with your team whether you've got five people, 10 people, 50 people, 100 people, 1,000 people, 50,000 people, 100,000 people, half a million people, a million distributors, it is important that you meet up as a group. Now, I believe you should meet up as a group at least every three months. However, it's not always easy to do that, right? And you're not going to be able to meet everyone because maybe you've got a team in Australia, Europe, America, Latin America, Asia, Africa, and that's not possible. The majority of companies, almost every single company that I know of, has an annual event, an annual convention that brings everyone together. That's fantastic. That's at least one once a year. You have to attend that event if you want to be a part of the culture. Don't expect to be around for the long game if you aren't a part of the culture. Just don't. Just, just don't. It's simple as that. You won't be able to build a long-standing business if you haven't got some sort of culture. So attend the convention to get into that, whether it's the, the meals before the event, during the event, after the event, in the breaks, having fun, going bowling, going to play laser tag, going to Disneyland, whatever it might be, right? Obviously, depending on where your, your convention is. A lot of them these days are are awesome. Um, a lot a lot of the day, these are awesome because they're in like places like Las Vegas, Miami, London, Sydney, all these different amazing places where you can do so much and create memories. The goal to create a powerful culture <clears throat> is to elevate the experience. The experience of the convention is amazing, but what are you going to do as a team before, during, and after the event? That is what's going to create the rock-solid belief with the culture and, and, and team synergy, okay? So... What are you doing then? Also, you might have a national event. So maybe your international event happens once a year. Maybe it's in November. Well, what about May, six months after? Are you having a national event? If so, what are you doing before, during, and after? And if you don't have events, create one. Oh, yeah, but Fraser, I'd only get 50 people to my first event. Great. Do a team barbecue in the summer. Have a Christmas, di- have a Christmas party in December. Everyone's paying their own way. You're not paying for it. 
You might do other incentives. You're not paying for stuff like that. Maybe you're going to give an Amazon gift card voucher for the top producer, but you're not going to be paying for extravagant experiences. All you're doing is having an excuse to get together, do a little bit of training in the day, then have a little party or a dinner in the night. Do a little bit of training in the day, go for dinner with your top five leaders. Do a little bit, do a bit of little training during the day, and then go laser quack, tag, laser quack, laser tag or bowling with your family and their family. That's all you have to do. Now, the, I, I'm going to talk about that. I'm going to go in more depth on another podcast episode about creating offline culture. But I want to focus this conversation on online culture, and this is where <clears throat> the majority of you guys listen. And I don't. I've only know about five people who's doing this correctly because I've shared this with them, and no one's doing it this way. And it, it's fundamental that you you start to do this <clears throat> because. In network marketing, there's a problem, and the, the, one of the biggest words is frustration. And the main reason for frustration is overwhelm. <clears throat> so people get sorry, guys. So people get frustrated and overwhelmed because they are starting to they start to go on a learning journey. You know, we hear about personal development, personal development, personal development. The more you learn, the more you earn. The more you learn, the more you earn. The more you learn, the more you earn. The more you learn, the more they earn. All of this sort of stuff, time and time again. So what do people do? They learn. And when they learn something, they want to learn everything. So this is what happens. Maybe you have a weekly call. And if you do have a weekly call, congratulations. That's awesome. That's the first step, I suppose, on creating you know, culture the easiest way. So maybe you have a Monday momentum call. So on Mondays at 8 p.m., everyone gets on the call and you're going to do a training. So you get on the call. You're the leader. You've been involved the longest. You've had the most success. So guess who does the training? You, surprise, surprise. So you come on and you talk about step number one, getting started. And everyone's excited because they're like, oh yeah, that's cool because everyone needs to know that. The second step, so you have 20 people on your team. The next call, you have 25 and you start talking about inviting. Oh, that was awesome. Next call, you have 27, 28, maybe 30 people. The team's starting to grow and everyone's loving the training. How to present. So everyone's like, oh great, cool. I learned loads. I want to go do it. And as the weeks go on, you know, the number of people joining in the lives and joining in the calls maybe kind of stay the same or maybe dip a little bit or grow a little bit. It kind of stays, you know, kind of stagnant or, or it kind of grows, which is all good. It's all exciting. Then you hit a, a point where people start to get bored of the calls because they're the same thing time and time again. It's just training after training after training. People start to think they know it all. People start thinking, well, I don't need to go on that one because I already know that one. And then you start to train just for the sake of training. Then you start to train on leadership level 5, leadership level 12, leadership level 37, leadership level 48, leadership level 932. And people start joining in the calls and go, whoa, this is so confusing. I know absolutely nothing. I best start learning all of this. Otherwise, I'm going to look like an idiot. And if I look like an idiot, I'm going to feel like an idiot. And if I feel like an idiot, I'm going to get frustrated. And if I get frustrated, I'll start to get overwhelmed with everything I do. And if I get overwhelmed, I won't take action. If I don't take action after a few months, I will quit the business. Now, you might be nodding your head, laughing along or thinking, yep, that's me. Because you're doing too much learning. Here is how you create online culture by training on the exact things you need to train. And again, this is a game changer. And if you start to implement this, I can almost guarantee you, you'll see a huge difference in the calls that you do. So step one, you start. Hey everyone, welcome to tonight. And by the way, it's still you doing the training, right? 
for now. Hey everyone, Fraser Brooks here. Hope you guys are doing good. So here's some updates. We spend five minutes on updates if there are five minutes. Shout out to Samantha. Samantha had a record-breaking week yet last week. Shout out to Gary. Gary locked in uh, five event tickets for the convention coming up in three months. Massive congratulations to Brian. Brian just got uh, hit enough points to win this this month's incentive. Blah 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 blah. Five minutes of that, right, guys? If you could do me a massive favor, uh, in the comments, depending on how crazy the, uh, the calls are, in the comments section, can you let me know what your win of last week was? Or if you're able to, if you feel like you can control it enough, you'll basically say, hey guys, I'm going to unmute you all. If you have a win, then please feel free to share it audio. So usually I get people to wave at the camera when they wave at the camera. I then say, hey, Bob, I'm going to unmute your mic. So I unmute their mic and then they speak just so I'm in a little bit more control of it. Otherwise, it can get super, super crazy. All right. So Bob then shares, yeah, like I, I, I started speaking to people yesterday like, uh, and I've had seven people watch the presentation. And two people said yes. Like, woohoo, let's go. So people are like, yeah, go, Bob. Awesome. Amazing. We do that for maybe 10 minutes. So now you've been on the live for about 15 minutes. Then we go into struggles. So guys, what have you guys struggled with the last week? The past week, what did you struggle with the most? So someone waves and says, me, 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 me. And a lot, the hardest part is to start. But if you do what I said right, you celebrate the wins, people will be able to share because they've already identified this is a shareable situation. So you, if people are struggling, then you go first. Hey, last week I struggled because I said I was going to read three chapters of this book I've got, but I only read one uh, because I got so so distracted, so distracted with my kids over this summer holiday. Blah 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 blah. Right? Kind of simple, very straightforward. So then Samantha waves and says, "I've got a struggle," and she sh- she says, "I've spoke to twenty people this week, and every single one said no. Get lost. It's a pyramid scheme." So what do you do? Do you answer that question? No. You open it up and say, hey, has anyone else struggled with this? So guess what everyone starts doing? Yeah, me, 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 me. I've struggled, I've struggled. So now Samantha looks at it and goes, wow, it's not just me who struggles. Everyone else struggles too. Oh, so it's not just me. I'm not alone. The problem is not just me. So straight away, she feels great. And all the other people who have had that situation feel great because they also now know that they're not alone. Then the next question is, has anyone had that same situation as Samantha and has been able to overcome it? So Brian then waves at the camera and goes, yeah, yeah, me, me, me. So yeah, Samantha, I was in the exact same situation, but what I ended up doing was A, B, C, and my results. Now I still get no's, but I'm not getting as many no's as I used to, and I'm getting more yeses, or I want more information, or can you speak to my partner, or whatever it might be. What you're doing in this, and that can last 15, 20 minutes, depending on how many, how many questions you end up answering. But what you're now doing is you are now training on people's struggles. So what they actually need to know, because what happens if someone is struggling with, I keep getting no's, I think I'm doing it all wrong. Meanwhile, you're doing trainings on leadership level 48, the 10 deadly sins of network marketing. And people are like, this has not helped me because I'm still stuck. So you're helping people, you're mentoring people in front of other people. You're providing a safe 
place which is kind of like counseling and therapy where people feel they can be completely vulnerable. People will break down. People will cry. People will laugh on these calls. So you're locking in the culture. So you're training on you're training on what people need to know and want to know. You are creating a safe environment and a strong culture. But the last point, the last point is the one that you don't even think about. And the last reason is you are training other people on how to train. Because you are saying, has anyone overcome this? How did you do it? And they go teach them. They share their story, what happened to them. Guess what? That's a training. So after a few of those calls, you simply say to Samantha, hey, Samantha, I've got to go on holiday this week, or I'm traveling this week, or I'm not going to be feeling very well this week, (laughs) whatever it might be. Can you run the Monday call? Oh, well, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know. Hey, Samantha, all you've got to do is ask the questions. You don't even have to give the advice. Share your struggles. Ask other people to share their struggles. Ask other people to share their advice. And then you add on anything if you feel it's necessary. That's it. The quality of your team will depend on the quality of the presenters that you have and trainers that you have. If you keep the training simple, basic, straightforward, guess what? You're going to have a flourishing team. If you try to become overdeveloped too quick, you will get overwhelmed and you'll be frustrated and you won't do anything and your team volume will go down. Everyone will say they're stuck. Your momentum dies and you're thinking, oh, what happened? Because people overcomplicate it. Why in the beginning were you so successful and you were ra- you were you were ranking up and you were rapidly getting fired up and now you feel like you're doing the same thing, but you ain't because you're well too overdeveloped. You've lost the enthusiasm and you've got the knowledge. You've given the fire and you've got that ice. Stop it. Go and do that. And use that platform to promote the events. Use that platform to promote the event inside of the event, which is your culture event. Again, it could be if your team's small and you go into convention, it could be a pajama party. Book the rooms next door to each other. The ones with the adjoining doors. Say, hey, if you've got an adjoining door, what rooms with adjoining doors? Four people in one room, four people in the other. Now you've got a little apartment that's eight, eight people. Go get self go get a self-serviced apartment that can sleep eight people. Dominoes after, pajama parties, brainstorming sessions after the events, strategy sessions. Don't don't go too hard on the partying. Um, I've noticed a lot of other cultures that are very blue orientated and have at, like after parties and go out and get absolutely like completely absolutely smashed that night. They miss the beginning of the event. You're there. the The reason for the event is for you to pick up the information and the inspiration, and then you to brainstorm and create the culture, not for you to go out there and get drunk. All right. Now you can do whatever you want, but just yeah, do it. If you're gonna do the whole drunk thing, like go on the last night. Go on the go on the last night after the last day, right? So if the event finishes on Saturday, then go out on Saturday night if you feel like that's necessary. If the event fi- finishes on Sunday, go out on Sunday night. Don't bother with the rest of it, right? In terms of going out and partying, it's just don't let it ruin your experience and the experiences of others. Okay, guys. Um, there's some other reasons why not to, but I'm not going to go into that right now. All right, guys. <clears throat> so I appreciate it. So again. If you got value from this podcast, first of all, I I really appreciate that. If you um, subscribe to the podcast, 
Leave me a five-star rating. Give me a positive review if you feel necessary. It will help other people find the podcast as well, and that means a lot to me. That's why I do this, to raise awareness and raise the professionalism on network marketing done on social media, to unite the industry and make it sexy again. And then feel free to give me a screenshot of what's appearing on your device right now. It should be the podcast episode. Then tag me and put that onto your Instagram stories or Facebook stories by tagging at Fraser Brooks online and then let me know what you got value with the most on this episode. I will then engage in the post that I'm able to and give you a shout out next week if you're a subscriber of the week. All right. Appreciate you guys. Love to you all. See you soon. Bye-bye.